Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Our school system is under attack, to be sure. That's my topic. A lot's being said these days regarding the educational system across the country. States have experienced enormous amount of stress and strain over the last few years regarding the COVID, and have had difficulty uh, with the educational achievement process. Students are two and three years behind in their educational achievement. Now, even before COVID came into being, our kids were behind in educational achievement compared to other nations of the world. Some states were very much behind other states. For instance, California, one of the poorest or lowest states in the country for educational achievement, Washington, D.C., and so on. So our educational system is not something to be proud of these days, but it's something to be challenged and um, something for us to be very concerned about, particularly if you're a parent, particularly if you're a grandparent. Be very concerned with what's going on in the school system in your community, but particularly the school of your children. Now this came to mind a little bit more vividly just last week when I had opportunity to interview one of the local candidates for our city school system. She's a young gal, uh, very concerned about education, has an educational plan for improvement and to address some of the issues that uh, are facing our teachers and our students and our educational system today, has a few answers to address the problems. I lauded her. I think some of her ideas were very appropriate and very good and engaged her in a considerable dialogue. So we have young people, young mothers, who are becoming interested in sitting on school boards and being part of the educational decision-making process. Now that's my preference. I think school boards should be made up of parents. If you're not a parent, if you're not a uh, parent of a child has been in school in the last, at least the last several years. Maybe I should give up that opportunity and let young parents run the school system. Their kids are involved. They're invested interest. They know what's going on. They're closer to the system. So I recommend that if you're a parent, you consider running for the school board of your children and um, see if you can make a difference. Now, to be sure, we have issues facing our school system today that that are new and particularly not present in the last number of years. And we need to look at some of the new pressures and some of the new challenges facing students and facing parents and facing teachers and facing administrators and facing the entire school system. You know, let me give you just a couple of examples. When my children were in school, obviously, many years back and uh, maybe not too recently, we were concerned as parents with the external predators creating a challenge for our students and putting our students at risk and uh, creating an unsafe kind of an environment. We were concerned about our children walking to school because there were predators. Remember, we all taught our kids, don't get in the car with a stranger. Don't go anywhere with a stranger. That was a number of years ago. I call that the external predators that we had in our community. And what parents did is they started driving their kids to school. Now you see a school in the morning or after at three o'clock in the afternoon and the blocks are lined up with cars picking up their kids. Why? Because we have predators. But it's shifted now, interestingly. It's shifted from external predators to internal predators. The predators are now our teachers. Our predators now are our educational association, known as the National Education Association. 
NEA, National Education Association. These are predator organizations and predator circumstances and situations now. Many teachers, particularly substitute teachers or temporary teachers or less than fully qualified teachers that are coming into our school systems, exposing themselves to our children and creating a predator kind of an environment. Parents, you need to be concerned about that. You need to be aware of that. You need to monitor it. You need to be on top of that issue. If your kid's in a classroom and there are a lot of substitutes coming and going and there's unqualified teachers teaching your kids, you better be very much concerned and maybe even get your kid out of there. Okay, we've changed from external predators to internal predators, unfortunately. Our school system has also changed from being subject-based, reading, mathematics, uh, various forms of arithmetic, science, social studies, etc. We were subject-based in our teaching of our children. More recently, we have become issue-based. We're now teaching children the issues, the philosophical and the sociological issues of the day, and playing less time now giving, given to uh, subject matter. That's why critical race theory is being, critica- being criticized. That's an issue. That's not an educational topic. It's why the woke uh, approach to life and to experiences and interpersonal relationships and decision-making and so on is being challenged. We can't have woke in our school systems. That's taking it away from the subject matter and putting it into a, a theoretical and a sociological structure. And we don't want that for our kids. Our kids are not ready for that. We shouldn't be teaching within the woke style, racial preferences of one kind or another. We shouldn't be teaching that kind of thing. So our educational system has changed in those two ways. But there's a third way our educational system has changed. We usually have all qualified teachers. Every teacher in a school system, without except a few exceptions, were qualified. They went to university. They did their student teaching. They became credentialed. They became experienced, and they taught school. And they were well-qualified teachers. And that's changed a little bit, Lacey. Now we have qualified teachers, to be sure, but we all have what I refer to as the apprentice teacher. The substitute teacher that comes in, the young student that is still learning to be a teacher and is still in school but is doing this part-time for making money, earning some income. Teachers that have some kind of a social agenda pronounced to their students. Watch for the apprentice teacher. And if you're a student as an apprentice teacher, be very careful. You may want to get your kid out of there, but you challenge that teacher. Your children deserve a qualified teacher, qualified by the state in which you live, fully graduated with an undergraduate degree and perhaps even a master's degree, or certainly having advanced subject education. Look very carefully when your kid is being taught by an apprentice teacher of some kind. Now, the fourth issue, of course, is the teacher that has uh, lost their way. They're burned out. 70% of the teachers are burned out and would quit if they could. They could afford it. We have have 70,000 vacancies in our school systems across the country today. Teachers are at risk. Teachers are at risk for burnout. They're at risk for terminating, being terminated. We're terminating teachers now at market level just because they spoke up against critical race theory or against woke or recently, as you saw in the paper, the teacher being fired because he would not address a particular student 
by that student's preferred pronoun. You know, we've lost our way. We've given our school system over to kids. And we've let kids' uh, whims and ways of uh, plain school and plain house and plain life take over. Kids cannot tell us what names to call them other than their birth name. That is not the right of a student, of a minor. So teachers have to deal with this kind of thing. So it's no longer a well-structured educational environment in the classroom. We now have all these different uh, philosophies and different theories operating, trying to force teachers to be a different kind of teacher. Now, let me just um, kind of take off some things regarding uh, our educational system and parents. Parents, this is a word for you. Here are some very specifics, okay? Examine the school's online presence. Check out their Facebook. Check out their school calendar. Check out meetings that are scheduled. Investigate them. Check out activities that are noted, clubs that are formed, book fairs, speakers, people who come into school and teach uh, a particular topic of some kind. The hidden agendas are always lurking in the background. And parents, you need to be very much aware of what's going on in the school. And when you hear these kind of things going on, you get yourself over there and ask questions and you attend some of the meetings and you attend some of these classrooms where these other people come in and try to teach and see if you are in agreement with what is being taught. So parents, your job is to keep your eye on that school and the school online presence is one way to do it, but it's not the only way. Here's another thing for parents. Attend any meeting that the school coordinates and sponsors and sets up. Visit the classrooms. Ask questions of your kids. Find out what's going on. Go to teachers and ask them questions. Have them tell you what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing, how they're doing what they're doing. Talk to other parents. Talk to your kids' friends. Get informed. Know what's going on inside that school building. Don't just assume that because your school system and your school days were good and positive, that today is the same. It's not. Here's another suggestion. Don't sign any form without reading it. Read all available documents, handbooks, policies, curriculum, handouts. You get your eyes on it. Any documents that are being distributed, particularly if you're being asked to sign something, make sure you understand what you're signing. Check it out with somebody else if you need to, but understand what you're signing. A very subtle way of getting parents to agree with some kind of crazy idea that some teacher came up with or some school system came up with. Don't sign consent forms. Here's another task for you as a parent. Research, study your district school policy regarding parental notification, sex education, medical clinics, transgender support issues, and plans that they have to support such kids, bathroom assignment policies. Find out what's going on. Ask those questions. And if they don't have it written down, ask them what it is. Inquire. Be an inquisitive parent on those kind of policies. Because when a school system goes amuck, this is where the muck is. Here's the fifth idea. Consider running for your local school board. Be like the gal I spoke to recently. Be that young person who is willing to sit on a school board and make policies and study the policies and guide the policies and manage the policies and personnel. Run at the local level. Run at the state level. Make sure you support as a parent. 
all the legislation that's coming down from your state legislature, particularly policies that come down regarding transgender issues and sexual indoctrination kind of issues and socialization issues and so on. Be alert to that kind of stuff. And then ship a letter off to your representative and tell them what you think. Here's the last idea. Take a vocal stand. Speak up against anything you consider to be immoral. Anything you consider to be off base relative to school policy and procedures. Don't let your kids go to a school that you do not agree with morally, socially, ethically, educationally, interpersonally, and professionally. You need to be on board with your school. The school needs to be on board with you and your family. And you always have this option, get your kid out of there. And then very fortunately throughout America, almost every single state has numerous options for your kids. Homeschooling, charter schooling, various kinds of combinations of uh, private educational systems, parochial schools of various kinds. Go to a different school. Go to a different school format. Get your kids educated the way that you want your kids educated. And don't let the school system decide how your kids should be educated and what they should be educated about. Today is different than when you went to school and when I went to school. You can't sit back and just trust the school anymore. The school is to be subject to questioning. Don't trust what happens in your local school system. Unfortunately, now I have a degree in education. I've taught elementary school. I've taught high school. I've taught university. I've taught graduate school. I've taught them all. I know about education. I am pro-education. But I don't want education for our kids that's going to mess them up for life on some kind of a derailed value system that's going to derail them for the rest of their life. So there you are. Thanks for joining me and um, hope that this has been helpful too. Hey, I have a book written some time back called Kids Alive. If you're a parent of a younger child, here's a little book for you. Kids Alive. It teaches parents to teach children certain concepts, certain words, such as thank you, or no thanks, or may I. There's a whole host of words. Even the word no is in there. Now, kids know the word and they know how to spell it, but sometimes they don't follow the meaning of it. They don't understand the depth of the meaning of some of these words. That's what that book is all about. Kids Alive. You get it at Barnes & Noble. You get it at Amazon. You get it on my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. So pick it up. It's a good little book if you're a young parent and you have kids in the oh, second to fifth grade. That would be a great book for you. Kids Alive. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.